The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 24th of July. Donald Trump's latest Twitter tirade. There's a heatwave in Japan. One government MP opts out of the My Health Records database and 851 burpees in one hour. This is your Squeeze Today. Claire, a message communicated in capital letters can really mean one of two things. The sender is really excited or really angry. And I think the latter is how Donald Trump intended his capitalised tweet to Iran's president to be received yesterday what caused such rage? The outrage was started by Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, who actually made some statements over the weekend about America and really it was threats um, saying that a war with Iran would be the mother of all wars. So uh, Donald Trump responded with a very shouty all caps response on Twitter, which I like for its um, civility at the start of to Iranian President Rouhani in very nice, normal sort of caps, like he's sort of sending a letter, but then it gets all very shouty all of a sudden. And really what this has to do with is America leaving the nuclear deal that was struck with other Western nations to curb Iran's nuclear capabilities. The US is walking away from that and they're about to start imposing sanctions on Iran again. And I guess we're all kind of thinking, gee, this is this is getting pretty serious. But uh, I like that you've calmly pointed out in the email that in reality, Iran has been on the wrong side of the US for a long time. Um, so a bit of perspective, Claire, I guess, is what we need here. Yeah. And look, it's not to say that these sort of interludes aren't shocking and shrill and alarming. Um, but the fact is, yeah, I mean, America and, and Iran have been going backwards and forwards for a very long time in terms of their discomfort with each other. And uh, they're on very different um, scales when it comes to things like uh, freedom and uh, as um, one spokesman for, for the US said, you know, it's a regime that represses dissidents, um, religious minorities and supports militant groups in other countries. And, you know, on that scale, the US is friends with other countries. Um, Donald Trump um, siding up to um, Russia last week is one good example of that. They're also accused of repressing dissidents, um, religious minorities and mm. supporting militant groups in other countries. But, um, yeah, when it comes to Iran, they have a long history and this is just another part of that story. Yeah, right. Um, and a 10-year-old girl and 18-year-old woman have been confirmed dead after that terrible shooting in Toronto. That's right. And 12 more people are injured. Uh, reports say that the 29-year-old gunman either killed himself or was killed when he exchanged fire with police. Uh, Toronto has actually had a bit of a spike in gun-related violence and police were out on the streets in quite a few numbers over the weekend in response to um, to those recent spikes. So, yeah, very sad scenes in Toronto on the weekend. Mm. Um, and Japan is in the midst of a, a heat wave. Temperatures at 40 degrees plus, which, I mean, we get those kind of temperatures here, but this is 12 degrees above the average for Japan. And as you rightly point out, the Olympics are in Tokyo in two years' time at exactly this time of year. Bit of a worry. Yeah, it's um, two years today that the Olympics, Summer Olympics, kick off in Tokyo. And right. it's uh, really interesting, I think, like you say, you know, Australians are used to 40 degree temperatures, although having said that, 40 degrees in any city 
uh, yeah. is really stifling, isn't it? With all that concrete, it's very different to when you're, you know, by the ocean. But um, yeah, officials are very worried about that. And, you know, God, I was having a think they've released um, their new uh, mascots for the games and they're very nylon heavy. So you'd have to feel for the guys <laughs> who have to, God, suit up in those for, for the Olympics in 40 degree temperatures. Not a job you'll be putting your hand up for, Claire? No, I'm, no. I prefer to go to a sauna than, than sweat in nylon, I'd reckon. <laughs> Now, last week we advised listeners to look into whether they want to be on the government's My Health record. If they don't want to be on it, they have to opt out by 15th of October. Since then, this has become a political sort of hot topic with one Liberal MP now indicating he won't be signing up. And Tim Wilson is a notable um, MP as well. He's a backbencher, but he's also the former Human Rights Commissioner and on his principles has decided to opt in. Um, system would be much better than opt out. But there's been plenty of talk about this over the last week. Remember, the My Health record really is an electronic uh, record of, of your health data, and that includes things from visits to the doctor to the sort of prescriptions you've been um, been dealt, um, visits to specialists and, you know, keeping a track of your health tests. So I went on last week to have a look at it. it it'll probably work for me, but that's my personal choice. Um, others have uh, really another two and a bit months to work out what they want to do. Yep, it's up to you. And whilst we're on health, um, this is a bit of a surprising one. Aussie women are two times more likely to die than men six months after a heart attack. What's the story here? The story is that some research has been done and what has been found is that women uh, after they've had a heart attack, they're less likely to get the sort of testing treatment and rehabilitation that they need. And that's because this researcher says that heart attacks are generally seen as a men's problem. That's clearly mm. not the case. A lot of women in Australia and around the world die each year of heart disease. And uh, this researcher is saying that, yeah, it's really up to the medical profession, but also for women to be very mindful that they need to push hard for the sort of treatment and, and attention that they deserve when it comes to this. Mm. Tell you what would give me a heart attack, doing 851 burpees. Uh, don't like I. I think it would if I kind of almost could get there, but I reckon I'd struggle to get through twenty at the moment. So, so Charlie Gard has done eight hundred and fifty-one burpees in one hour to break. Is he? Is it? The, it's the Guinness World Record, isn't it? Guinness World Record. He was raising some money for prostate cancer, and oh god, there's got to be an easier way to do it than than burpees. I would have thought. Burpees are the worst. They're the worst. Uh, what's the subject line today? The subject line today in uh, connection with the story on heart disease is why do you have to be a heartbreaker? The classic Dion Warwick song. It's got the Bee Gees in the background. It's like I'm trying the to, epitome I'm trying of, to place it. Oh, it's one of the best songs. It's got fantastic lines in it. It's just... She's excited. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> I, I got very excited when it came to me last night and I pulled it up on YouTube and had a little sing-along as I was getting things sorted out. It was, was really a sight to behold. <laughs> the Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au.